Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Subtle Storm, where we talk about everything involved in the human experience, much like yours and mine. Thank you for joining me today. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about vetting new friendships and relationships and this is one thing that I have personally been a little bit more to the forefront in my brain recently as I you know invoke and invite new relationships into my life especially within polyamory and I think one that we all frequently experience in our consistent lives you know we are constantly gaining new friends developing new relationships whether that's within work um friends or family friends or relationships and different types of relationships meeting our friends friends things like that and among all of those experiences there's only a select amount of people i think that we really do keep around for a long time or that actually genuinely feel fulfilling for us in our long-term experience of how we live our lives and i wonder to what extent a lot of us really don't think about you know the long-term effects of a friendship or um you know long-term goals of a relationship and so here I am to talk about that stuff today um this is going to apply to a lot of relationships and it kind of depends on how you look at relationships overall I think I kind of think of friendships more as something similar to a romantic relationship aside from the building foundations in each other's, you know, um, family lives in that type of intimate way, you know, intimacy in different levels, romance, sex, um, and other things like that. But you can also have sex with your friends. That's up to you and not my place to judge. Um, But I kind of treat them in the beginning the same way, at least now. Um, And I think a big thing to acknowledge within that is that we kind of exist on a fluid spectrum. This is, of course, my perspective. We exist on this fluid spectrum of relationships. You know, they can turn into maybe a long-term relationship, maybe short-term, an experience, dating relationship. They can be a long-term friend. They can be a short-term friend, a friend that you keep around for this thing or that thing. And it really does go into depend on your personal boundaries, your personal preferences, things that you find fulfilling, and your um, ideals of what a relationship looks like and how it feels and your future desires and how you want your life to go, your standards, excuse me, your standards for different types of relationships, things you will and will not settle for. And so with that being said, I think a really prominent and highly important thing about developing new relationships and even having the capacity and ability to vet new relationships is to know certain things about yourself and who you are. There's a certain level of awareness that I think that we need to be able to get to within ourselves to really be able to show up for ourselves within new relationships. Um, But that doesn't mean that you need to be fully healed. And that's one big thing I want to acknowledge is that you don't need to have, you know, everything figured out in order to be into a healthy and loving and happy relationship. But I do think that there are skills that you need to know about for yourself personally and 
also to know yourself, maybe, you know, fully in and out to be able to identify things that feel good for you, that don't feel good for you, your boundaries, standards, all of those things that I just talked about, to be able to know how those things play a role and to also know your personality, your thought patterns, how you interact naturally with people and how that's going to play a role and how that might also play a role or play a, you know, determining factor in new relationships. One thing as an example of that is if you are a people pleaser and you have learned this about yourself or, you know, develop mindfulness practices to be able to observe this aspect of yourself where you know to be aware of how am how much energy am I giving to this person Um, that I'm trying to develop this relationship to? How much am I going to be based off of their opinions and their emotions in order to be fulfilled in this relationship? How can I set boundaries for myself to actually know how they're, you know, interacting in this relationship instead of going based off of your people-pleasing tactics? So that's one way that, like, knowing those things about yourself can be super crucial to to developing long-lasting and fulfilling friendships or relationships. Um... One of the other things is to really look out for those red flags, which I'm sure is what, you know, the most majority of people talk about online and interpersonally is what red flags are. And I think that there are some red flags that go across the board and others that go for your personal experience, awarenesses, and understandings of yourself. So one person's red flag might also be a green flag for somebody. For example, texting back super fast is a good example, I think. So, you know, I think depending on that other person's personality as well is, you know, are they texting back because they can't stand to not talk to me or are they texting back because they're excited to talk to me and we have a healthy, you know, level of communication. We understand each other and, you know, we are getting along and having exciting conversations that make us want to come back to it. So, and again, that's really where that awareness of yourself truly comes in. I think a big thing um, across the board to look out for is, you know, people-pleasing behavior, things that feel unhealed in your perspective, you know, that type of behavior, narcissistic traits, which can look very different across the board, um, certain personality traits in general that might not feel like they align for you, um, yeah, different personality disorders that might, or mental disorders that might not be your capacity to care for, um, you know, different types of personalities that you might know that you actually can't interact with or that don't feel good for you. Is there um, a natural flow in that relationship? Something else to look out for. But those, like, absolute no's, I think, are crucial to know about yourself. Um, Same thing really, I think, goes towards your future plans. Um, And I think that's a really good way to start out relationships and, you know, conversations, especially relationships, you know, romantic, I mean, um, is really leading with those big, crucial questions of like, do you want to get married? Do you want to have children? How do you feel about polyamory, monogamy? How do you feel about this giant aspect of my life that I really want to hold dear do you want to buy a house when you're older or you know when you are financially stable enough or um you know what type of career do you see yourself in and do you see yourself traveling is that a no for you or like an absolute no for you or for me you know those types of really big questions save yourself from you know potential really large miscommunications in the future 
um, I recently started seeing a lot of dating shows come out about um, not being able to, or like, you know, giving your partner ultimatums about, you know, marry me or don't. Um, (laughs) I just think it's funny because those conversations, I think, are so necessary to have in the beginning to avoid that conflict later on in the, the relationship. And I think that also goes to show how unaware those individuals were um, when venturing into that relationship is not feeling maybe safe enough to have those bigger conversations and just kind of seeing where it goes and eventually asking for that or how comfortable they were in themselves to be able to ask, um, you know, say what they need and what they wanted for themselves in that present state or in the future. And I think that's another big aspect of vetting relationships is making sure that you are on the same page as far as communication goes. And I've heard a lot of people say that, like, it's more challenging to see that initially. Um, But I think it's actually quite easy. Um, If you're noticing and you're maybe you're texting or maybe even meet in person and they're talking over you um, or they don't really actually, you notice they don't actually see your perspective. They're just speaking, you know, seeing if somebody actually has the capacity to listen to what you're saying and listen in that moment and then communicate afterwards their perspective or whatever it is. Um, Are they on the same playing field with you as as far as communication goes? And then same thing goes for um, their emotional capacity. Are they at the same emotional level as you or are they maybe a little bit better with it than you? Are you able to step up and receive that and work with them? Um, You know, what, what does that look like for them in moments of conflict? I always think like it's really important to go through more difficult moments with somebody, maybe life-threatening, which is more rare, I think, which is ironic that me and my partner have experienced that before we started dating, um, life-threatening or, um, just type of conflict in general, um, not that life-threatening moments are conflict, but, you know, conflict of interest in that way, but any type of conflict and watch how that person responds in that moment or to different types of stimuli, maybe, um, something I used to do with men was make them a little bit irritated or do something a little bit frustrating before I met them um, to see how they would react because I think that my experience with men has been a lot of very um, outward aggression. So I would make sure in those moments that it wasn't, you know, going to result in something of that sort. But I think that that's necessary before you commit to somebody to see how they react to conflict. Are they able to communicate during conflict? Do they tell you what they need during conflict? Can they say, hey, I need to walk away from this conversation before we can continue? Do they address it in a healthy way? Or do they blow up? Do they yell at you? Do they do things that trigger you that make you have to question yourself or go deeper into yourself? And that's a really big red flag. And um, it can feel like all sunshine and rainbows. But, you know, there's a point where we have to really look into that and look past that. And that's also another crucial thing to observe is what does that honeymoon phase feel like? Was there one? Did you guys, you know, just fully walk into the communication and vulnerability of each other? Or was there this period of like everything is perfect and amazing and how has that been blindsiding you? Are you able to look past that or are you engulfed in those emotions? And I think a big part of that in general is how much are you giving to those endorphin rushes of meeting a new person? 
how much are you letting that run the show are you ready to be another in a relationship with that type of energy and usually I think the answer might actually be no I think part of choosing a partner and choosing a friend is being able to have discernment of you know what does this actually look like and to be acknowledging of yes I have these really intense and inspiring emotions towards this person and you know this excitement towards newness but am I also able to see it for what it is and really inspect their personality and how it combines with mine and also observe myself and what traumas or triggers are maybe even being brought up under the surface or what you know patterns are playing out a role underneath everything because you know I think that we all do kind of overlap within our traumas and triggers in life I don't think it's a negative thing I think you know that's kind of the way that humans are wired for connection is you know we go through certain things in life and then we find people who support those certain roles in ourselves that feel really valuable because we didn't value we didn't have that valued prior in life and it's nothing to be ashamed of unless it's in a trauma bonding manner for example somebody who's codependent and leans on somebody else for you know how do I explain it? Who leans on somebody else to make them feel better about themselves, but also doesn't, see, but to give them their own self esteem, or you know, codependent in a narcissistic relationship where their the narcissist is getting their esteem built by be, you know controlling somebody else's, and in, in that kind of regard, that's very very small way to put it, but in that example, it's trauma bonding, and also to <laughs> say for the record, trauma bonding is not talking about different traumas and connecting through the fact that you've experienced those. It really is that subconscious child self that really is playing a role within your interaction with that person. Another crucial thing I think to note is, you know, alongside those like future plans is how do you line up on your values? This is another huge conversation that I think is so necessary. And this is, some of this is more a little bit geared towards more romantic relationships, but I think it also might be pretty crucial um, within friendships. Like, how do you perceive spirituality? And that one's a little bit different and tricky in some ways because it, you know, it doesn't mean that you, if you have different levels of spirituality or faith, that you're not going to be a match for each other. It's how do you respect each other's differences in that regard? Or does it feel like it aligns or does it not? So like, for example, somebody who is super like, um, adamant about their faith and maybe forceful and pushes it on other people, um, trying to combine with somebody who's more spiritual and fluid and open-minded and accepting, um, those two, their values don't align, but somebody who's more spiritual and fluid mixing with the Christian who is also open towards, um, different religions, different practices would be maybe possibly a good fit for each other in that category. Other values could mean financial responsibility, um, Another example is somebody who doesn't work and who really derives their finances from the you know the state or from random side jobs might not mix with a CEO of a company. Um, and yeah, so you know there's a bunch of different types of values that we could go over, like polyamory, for example. A big thing that my partner and I vet from is you know 
is this person or this individual open towards how we practice? Are they accepting? Are they acknowledging of our relationship? Are they accepting? And are they respectful of our partners or their partners? Excuse me. <laughs> um, is there an awareness of what polyamory is? Um, or is there, you know, an open-mindedness towards it? Um, yeah. And, same with monogamy is how do they practice monogamy or how do they practice polyamory with kink? How do you practice kink? Are you a toxic person in the mask or, or sub role or are you in the same headspace and aware in that regard? Those can all be different types of values. Same with sex. How do you use your body? Are, do you value your body? Um, do you use it healthily? Are you getting tested? Are you safe? Um, things like that. How do you, you know, see them interacting with strangers? That's a random one, but it's actually, I always think it's pretty crucial to see how somebody else interacts with people outside of our circle or outside of, or like in a restaurant, for example, how do you treat waiters? How do you treat other people that aren't in a relationship with you? Things like that. How do you line up as far as comedy goes? Where do your priorities lie within your values to be able to communicate and see where you lie within that? What are your absolute no's? <laughs> it's a big thing. Like, if somebody talks back to you, if somebody disrespects you, or maybe ghosts you, gives you the silent treatment, cheats on you. What are your values with cheating? That's a big one, too. But, you know, we all know what those values are for us. What are our absolute things? And I'm just flipping around right now. But yeah, what signs or signals or expressions are absolutely unaccepted for you and will cause in a breakup or a, you know, miscommunication or, um, lack of communication, what are the boundaries that you set, maybe, like, something like gaslighting is absolute no, narcissistic people may be a no, somebody destroying your property, um, somebody threatening you, maybe threatening to leave, or thing, threatening maybe take away your kids, th random things like that, um, you know, somebody assaulting you or name-calling, all of those things in a relationship of any sort can be caused justifiably so for breakup or for distancing and I think that's something to be pretty blunt about something that I you know not that I would leave my partner for this but something that I have mentioned to her as an example of an absolute no that I cannot handle and will have you know lots of stern conversations or maybe be a it was a big boundary that I set is no yelling at me and that could be something that I would consider as, you know, in a sense, abusive behavior to me. What does that mean to you? How does that mean for your relationship? What will that do? What are the repercussions of that? What are the boundaries? How do they take to hearing those boundaries? How do they respond to that? And how does that make you feel? Something to also consider, which is a little bit more random, but how do they talk about their exes? Do they consider them to have been a period of time for them to learn from and to grow from? Or do they still hate them? <laughs> do they still hold, you know, rude 
perceptions of them or negative experiences from them? Do they hold on to those things? And that is a really good gauge of how they view people after they've left and view people as a whole in general, where their mind's at, what type of positivity, positivity or optimism that they have in life. And that also leads me towards, you know, a big thing is growth mindset. How open and willing are you to grow in this relationship and within yourself? Do you take care of yourself? It's another thing is do you practice self-care? Do you take care of who you are? Um, do you love yourself? Are you able to, you know, come back into yourself when things get difficult? Um, are you able to, you know, talk about things? And, you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm mentioning now are, I can link my previous podcast down below, um, things that you, I can't remember the actual episode name, but it was an episode about what you want to look for in a partner or what you know, is a good partner or, like, things to vet in that regard or, like, things that make a a partnership really stand out and grow. And it's all those key things that you really want to look out for when you're vetting is, you know, how are they going to communicate with you? Where do your values line up? Are you able to move through conflict? Are you growth-oriented enough to work through things? Um, How do you handle situations um, or arguments, or miscommunications, do you blame it on each other, do you, or do they want to blame it on you, or vice versa, do they use it as a me versus you type of scenario, or do they walk with it and still hold the love for you within that, how do they respond to you expressing vulnerability, how do they respond to you, you know, telling about traumas and, and triggers and things like that, do they respect your triggers and traumas, how do they work with you on that, different things like that, what type of activities do you guys enjoy? Um, I think that's a big thing is, and also, are they hiding things from you? It's another big one. How are they, you know, trying to present themselves towards you for you to perceive them? Are they being honest with you? I think a big thing with this is, you know, going in person and really reading the person and that's my perspective, or even talking on the phone, which can be a big one, because I think a lot of times people can have, like, a, a different narrative on text or online or on dating websites than they do um, in person or when in full interactions. Can you, do you have trust in yourself to be able to um, vet them in person and trust your instincts? Um yeah. What does your intuition tell you about people? Um, listen to your intuition. Are you seeing signs that you're ignoring? That's a big, that's a big one. And to address things like that, how do they make you feel seen? Do they talk about just themselves in the conversation? Or are they including you? Are they asking questions? Are they curious about you? Different little tiny things like that I think can be so important towards recognizing if a relationship is going to withstand the tell of time. (laughs) And I'm sure there's a lot of people thinking that not all relationships need to be emotional, not all need this, but I think when you really value your quality of life and the relationships that you want to withhold and kind of maintain in your life, those types of vetting becomes more crucial. And... for long-lasting relationships, oh, you know, also, how do you, how do you view your social status? Like, you know, things like that can be so important. How do you, you know, handle autistic individuals? How do you handle sensory overloads? Um, 
how do you handle somebody with ADHD? Those things, if you're aware of that within yourself, maybe even hypersensitivity, you know, how does that play out for them? Do they have space for that? Are they absolutely not able to hold anything for you within that or within any, for somebody within that, you know, um, how, what does their family look like? How is their relationship with their family? And not, this doesn't always tell, but it is something that you're inviting yourself into and probably about hearing. How do they handle drama? <laughs> um, do they gossip a lot? You know, again, that one about how are they trying to get you to perceive them versus who they are tells you individually how, who they are and how they're trying to come off and their possibly insecurities within themselves from that. Um, there's so many different things that I think is crucial to look out for when it comes to trying to see if somebody matches you, you know, again, it really does all come back towards what are your standards? What do you know about yourself? And how is this going to interact over time with this person? Because at the end of the day, it is always your responsibility to make those more difficult decisions and to know those things about yourself to be able to communicate them. Does this person know that much about themselves to be able to operate in the same way? <laughs> Are you settling? Do you witness yourself wanting to settle for this person because you don't engage in relationships frequently? Um, so many things. What type of company do they keep around? You know, oh, man, I could go on and on. But basically what I'm saying is, you know, how will they impact your life? How will they bring fulfillment into your life? And again, there's so many different areas that I could go into this and I'm sure I'm not touching even the bulk of it all. But yeah, ask yourself these deep, more challenging questions and try to see through what your, you know, your conscious is trying to tell you or maybe even your triggered mind's trying to actually tell you that and especially with narcissists, for example, like if somebody's presenting and love bombing you in the beginning, are you able to see through what they're doing? Do you trust yourself to be able to work through more difficult people in order to, you know, maintain your self experience and your composure in that regard? How does that make you feel to think about? Um, how do they get... <laughs> How do they communicate with you? Does it feel good? Does it make you excited? Does it make you nervous or anxious? And how do those feelings relate to each other? Or how do those feelings, you know, feel familiar? And do they feel like they are good or bad? <laughs> you know, ask, just inviting you to ask yourself the questions of how does this fulfill me? How does this have the potential to fulfill me? How aware am I? How, you know, aware are they? How willing and able am I to sacrifice certain things for this person? I think that's probably crucial because I not everybody is going to align up with our values, but we can navigate ourselves and how that might feel for us if we do. Um, are we compromising or are we sacrificing? <laughs> so yeah, basically inviting you to ask yourself those hard-hitting questions and really be truthful and honest with yourself about what is happening and what you want. Because you deserve the things that you want in a friend and you don't need to settle to be able, a friend or a relationship, whatever it is, you don't need to settle to be able to get what you want. That person or those people will come along in your life when you're ready for to receive them and when they're ready to receive you. Have trust and faith within that and don't let your guard down. But you can also let it down if it feels good. <laughs> I hope you have a great day and thank you for listening today. Namaste.